Good morning. It is 11.07. Get your kids out of government schools. We can't even play the audio on the air. We'd have to edit it because it's so graphic. Knox Zajac, an 11-year-old sixth grader, spoke up at a school board meeting last week to read aloud from the illustrated romance for teenagers called Nick and Charlie. He apparently checked this out of the school's library. Uh, The story begins with two early teen boys stealing wine from their parents and proceeding to experiment sexually with one another. A lot of parents just don't know what's going on in the school, his father uh, told the uh, uh, local uh, news agency. What I don't understand is how we have books in the middle school library that adults would be fired for having at work or potentially prosecuted for sharing with children given their pornographic content. It's smut, really. State and federal law prohibit the possession or distribution of pornographic material involving children through cartoon images, though cartoon images are a gray area. Maine, uh, their law prohibits the distribution of obscene material to minors, uh, but includes an, an exception if the obscene material is provided to children at school. What? How did they decide that? When Knox checked out Nick and Charlie, the librarian told him that if he liked it, She had similar ones she could lend him. The age advisory on the book is 14 and older. Another book in the high school library called Gender Queer includes graphic depictions of minors engaging in sexual intercourse that could be mistaken for a how-to manual. The age advisor there is 18 and older. Um, I, I heard excerpts. Uh, from the book, and we we cannot play it on the air. But it is really graphic. So you're sending your kids, you've heard me preach this for years, you've heard me preach, get your kids out of government schools. Have any of you checked the local schools? Have you checked the libraries in the local schools? Have you had your kids check the libraries? What have you uncovered? Have you done any homework at all? And what if your son or daughter came home with that book? What would you do? Imagine your kids coming home from from school, 9, 10, 11 years old, and they've got a book graphic, uh, graphically describing how to engage in any kind of sex. I'm not saying just gay or straight or anything else. How would you feel? What would your response to that be? Maria Clark, a grandmother of nine students in the school system, said it's becoming trendy to be a trans kid. Whether social contagion is contributing to the documented rise in non-heterosexual, non-cisgender identifications in Maine high schools is an open question. One school officials uh, have uh, refrained from studying despite the significant trends in the Maine Integrated Youth Health Survey data. We're not looking to ban books. We're just trying to make sure they aren't all out front and center in the libraries like they are now, said Clark. Well, so imagine that you're a parent and your son or daughter comes home with a book describing in graphic detail sex. 
And the kids are like 9, 10, 11 years old? Would you go to the school? What would you do? This kid is 11 years old. He's in the sixth grade. How would you respond to that? I'm going to tell you a true story about me. I was at Roxborough Junior High School. I was in, I think, the seventh grade. And a buddy of mine, uh, and I won't mention his name on the air, had a pornographic magazine, half of one. I don't know how it was torn in half. Um, and it was Naked Women. And I and he gave it to me. He said I could have it. Well, this is my first look at this in great, uh, graphic detail. And I brought it home and I left it in my coat pocket. My mother wanted to wash that coat. And don't you know, that night, well, she found that book. I can still remember the name of the book. I could see how it was torn in half. And I can also remember very clearly my mother's response to that. And I want to tell you, she was in a rage. She was furious. My God, I don't ever want to go through that again. Now the school is giving this stuff out. Now the school you send your children to is exposing them to what my mother liked to have taken my head off for. She, by the way, not only went after me, but she went after the kid that gave it to me. Called his mother. She was furious. Lesson learned. We don't do this ever again. This was just a kid giving it to a kid. I don't even know how he got a hold of it. But I do know that the response was quick. How about when the school is doing this? Have you checked? Do you know if these books are available in your kid's school? I mean, this stuff is, this Nick and Charlie thing is really, really graphic. Get your kids out of government schools. I mean, this, this kid gets this book and the librarian wants to offer him even more. Hey, if you think you like this, wait till you see what I got here. It's like, psst, hey, kid, it's, it's gross. And they're doing it. I don't know if they're doing it in Columbia. I don't know if they're doing it in, in, in uh, Jeff City or in your community. But if you're still sending your kid to school, it's one more thing you have to look out for. It's one more thing that they can sneak in and they don't want they don't want these kids to share what they're getting in school at home. They want this to be on the QT. They want to be able to influence your children without you having any input. Do you remember that audio that we played uh, 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 earlier in the, uh, last week about the teacher who complained? Why, well, she has a master's degree. Parents shouldn't be telling her what to teach kids. She's a professional. 
Holy Toledo. That's a great deal of hubris. And I've seen in states, I know in Tennessee and others, uh, where they've banned some of these things like 1619 Project and all that, and the teachers are doing it anyway. They have a go-ahead-and-prove-it mentality. How would you respond if your kid came home with this pornographic uh, book? What would you do? 874-9390-800-529-5572. It is pornography. It is graphic details about sex. It could be gay or straight. It doesn't matter. In this case, it happens to be gay, but... What would you do if your kid got that book out of the school library and brought it home? Would you go after the kid? Would you go after your kid? Would you go after the school? What, what would you do? Would, would that be enough to pull your kid out of a government school? You tell me. 874-9390, toll-free, 800-529-5572. This is the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 20 minutes after 11 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. We're talking about this kid in uh, in grades in junior high. Like, what is it? Sixth grade, I guess. Uh, and he's literally checking out pornography in the school library. What would you do if your kid came home with that graphic novel about sex? Uh, Bill sent me a message. He said, burn it. That's That's all he said. Just burn it. I'm t- when I was a kid, I'm telling you the response my mother gave, uh, it was she was furious. That was just from kids. What happens when the school is giving it out? God, I cannot believe that society is devolving the way it is. And it is, it is because at some point... And I promise you this is what's going to happen. They're going to say pedophilia is okay. That's their goal, is to get society to the point where there are no rules and, and, and pedophilia is okay. They're headed on that path, and there's no doubt in my mind. Reparations is in the news. San Francisco is debating reparations for blacks. They're not sure if $5 million each is enough. And now it turns out there are communities and states around the country who want to use the COVID relief funds to pay reparations. They want to use the money that was supposed to make you whole because of the you know the, the the businesses all being unconstitutionally shut down and the economy destroyed they now want to use that money to pay reparations tasked with calculating how much San Francisco should pay its black residents for decades of discrimination a government appointed panel didn't develop a mathematic formula instead over the last year and a half its 15 members have been studying the city's history. What is that area of town in Columbia, Bryan, that used to be a large black community that they tore down, I think, in the 60s? Are you familiar with that area? I am not, no. I've heard somebody somebody listening to us will know what it is. Um, 
it's my understanding that there was an area in Colombia that was uh, chiefly occupied by uh, black Americans and that at some point in the 1960s, uh, at least I think that's what it was, uh, they started demolishing businesses and homes. Um, and I'm I, somebody uh, give me a call and, and let me know because I I wasn't here then. Um, and so I'm not intimately familiar with the details, but based on the San Francisco model, which is run, you know, the city is run by a bunch of progressives, just like Columbia is run by a bunch of progressives. They could at some point decide to try the same trick. They could at some point think, well, you know, based on what happened to that uh, area of town, we can start paying reparations. I will tell you that I think that some of the things that happened to black Americans uh, were was pretty awful. But most of it is generations ago. And there's no undoing it. It's just, it's history. You Just like slavery, you can't undo it. It happened. You can't make those people whole. They're gone. So, you know, in that respect, I understand the concern that we not do it again. But at the same time, I don't believe it's up to us, those of us who had nothing to do with it, to pay people who also similarly weren't endangered by it. It doesn't it doesn't add up. Sharp end. Sharp end. Is that what they, that was That's called? That's what the callers are telling me. It was in the area of the post office. And they tore it down, displaced a lot of minorities. Well, based on what I'm reading that they're doing in San Francisco, that's exactly the what they're basing their calculations on. So they could, at some point in Colombia, perhaps, I, you know, maybe this is something, Brian, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I'm giving them, a, you know, incentive to, to look at this. But that's, that's what they are basing their, uh, their calculations on. And they are looking at millions of dollars in order to accomplish this. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Uh, let's see what we have here. Okay. Uh, you can send me a message at GaryNolan.com, or you can go to uh, the telephone, pick up the phone, uh, 874-9390. Urban Renewal dismantled the sharp end of black business district in the 20th century. There you go. That's that's what I'm talking about. They used this event from more than half a century ago to calculate how many millions of dollars their descendants should get. It was like a city within a city for Columbia's black community. Larry Monroe, whose mother owned Vi Cafe on the north side of Walnut Street in the Sharp End, described the business district as a commercial and residential area for black people. You had liquor stores there, restaurants, you had apartments, cab stand, beer joints, barbershop, a church. 
the sharp end. They could they could use this. They could use this to give your money to people who weren't even alive then. Oh, I just never it just never ceases to amaze me. Uh, Brian, did City Council have another? Uh, I I almost hesitate to to say that. Maybe we should get the news god in here. But I poked my did, head out of there just a second ago, and I didn't see him in his uh, usual location. But I will check I, again. I thought they were bringing roll carts back up in City Council. I think they are. I think Aren't it's pretty really? much a done deal. They're just discussing the particulars. Well, it only took them, what, seven years? Yeah, seven years. I mean, we we have done this trash talk since I got here, I think, uh, or very close to it. And they're finally going to go with the roll cards. I believe so. That's my understanding. And a friend of ours is not really fond of that, is he? No, um, he's not. But uh, he'll get Fred used Perry. to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see any problem with these things. I, I think this is... Uh, Again, uh, most of the folks that are in opposition to the roll carts are concerned that people will not take them back to their stowing place after the garbage is collected and that they will be an eyesore on the community. But in the communities that I've talked to, like Jefferson City, Ashland, I've talked to the mayor and... Uh, Stephanie Bell, who lives up in Ashland, and she says it's not a problem. We don't have that issue. So I think that he's just worried about something that is probably never going to occur. You know, there might be a few select people, like myself, that will just leave them there <laughs> the whole yeah, that's, week. Yeah, uh, that's your speed. Uh-huh. But no, I think uh, it's I much live in a community that My last move put me in a community that has roll carts, and there's nothing wrong with them. Um, I've got a neighbor that occasionally won't get the roll carts the same, you know, the, the same day they're emptied, but usually the day after that they're 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 picked up, and it's not like you know it's an unsightly, horrible, ugly thing. It's just a damn plastic garbage can on wheels. I can't believe it's taken him this long. Um, and 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 the you know, I mean every solution they came up with was stupid. The the monogrammed garbage bags topped it all. It would be great if you could have competition. If you could not have the city decide who picks up your trash. That would be outstanding. Then I guarantee you, it would it would improve for everybody. Uh, let's see. John says, uh, with all this talk about black reparations, when are they going to hold the various tribes in Africa that rounded up all the slaves and sold them to the Arab slave traders? Those African warlords should be held responsible. They gathered other tribesmen and sold them to Arab slave traders. There were black slave owners, too. All right, up against the clock. Quick break. We'll be back on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show.
It is 11.35. Glad to have you with us. Biden administration's new equity atlas and unconstitutional equity redistribution plan. Uh, but uh, let me go to uh, John here. We were also talking about, uh, well, we were trash talking. Um, and we got the news god coming in. Uh, that would be uh, Brian Houseworth. In the meantime, John, good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm fine, Gary. Thank you. So you were talking about the business district for the black people earlier and it was the sharp end and it was down there by tony's pizza and the fire station and all that in there from about third street to about fifth or sixth street there was a bunch of business down there and the city came in and decided they wanted it it was an eyesore uh and they tore it all down to build new businesses and stuff like that and they just kind of you know misplaced people and took them business there were successful businesses down there and they just basically shut them all down because the city of Columbia has always thought that they they picked winners and losers and always thought they knew a better way instead of just letting people decide where they want to go shop and where they want to visit at. So uh, Facebook has a, a group called uh, You Know You're From Columbia, and there's some articles and pictures on that Facebook page of the old buildings, and the people actually, you know, doing their daily thing and, and pictures of it, black and white pictures of it. But I, here's what I, here's my personal opinion on this reparations and all this stuff. And I, I am entitled to my opinion. I can be wrong. I can be right. But the First Amendment gives me the right to say what I think. And I think if you're living in this country and you don't think you've got a fair shot at it and you want to try something else, I think the government ought to buy you a one-way ticket back to Africa. That's my opinion. Just, because you won't get just, you won't uh, just What's that? Just uh, just Africans, huh? No, anybody that doesn't like America. If you're Polish, if you're Irish, if you're anywhere. But I don't understand why we're we're, we're even doing this. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, but it's there again, you got mentally ill people, liberal Democrats who, you know, it's a mental illness trying to make decisions for everybody else. I mean, I know most people that come over today, either from Mexico or South America or India, they're honored to be here. You look at our new state treasurer. He came with 300 bucks, and he got a master's degree. He went to school. He didn't stand in line for somebody to pay him or somebody to say, you discriminate against me. He just went on and done his thing, and he's, he's successful. That's how all people are. I have a lot of black friends that are successful. They own their own businesses. They don't. They, they're not looking for none of this. I, I just, I think it's, it's, you know, it's the democratic history of the whole world. Democrats, look at their history, how they've done stuff. They started the KKK. They started the, the uh, you know, the abortion clinics. They started all this stuff. Their intent right. is not good for anybody. But anyway, if you don't want to live It's here, good for getting them elected, John. That's what it's good for. Well, yeah, it is. It is. But, you know, you couldn't get elected, Gary, because you would try to do the right thing and you would be, you know, Democrats are masters of character assassination. (laughs) That's true. All right. John, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, 874-9390, the toll-free 800-529-5572. Let's get, uh, is the news god in the studio? Mm -hmm. There he is, Brian Houseworth. Good morning, sir, from Cleveland, Ohio. How are you? Gary, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and uh, good to to talk to you today, and hope you're doing well in Cleveland. 
Yeah. Um, listen, I, I'd heard that garbage can't roll, roll carts came back up. Uh, at a city council meeting, or is coming up? What's going on? Well, there. This is the rare fourth Monday of the month. Um, and occasionally, we'll have the fourth, and then in a very rare month, a fifth Monday of the month as well. So there's no council meeting tonight, but there is a council work session tomorrow, and we can talk about this. Uh, they're going to talk about a survey, basically one item on the agenda. Although there is a closed session, I'm not sure what they're, they're going to be discussing in the closed session. But the Columbia Council will talk about a recent survey. Survey done on the issue of roll carts, and I'll have a story up uh, for the morning on it because I'm still reviewing the uh, the survey. But basically, I can give you uh, the Reader's Digest version of this, Gary. Basically, 823, I believe it's 820, 892. Forgive me. People took the survey between January 6th and February 10th, so very recently is when it ra- wrapped up. Uh, many of the people did them online, but you could take them by paper, and there were 26 people that did it by iPad survey as well. And a couple of highlights from, as you can imagine, people are very emotional on this. Um, The the majority of respondents are in favor of the roll carts, especially the younger people and people who generate more trash as well. But there also is significant opposition to it, and those who are opposed to it are very much opposed to it when they ask people why they're opposed to it. By the way, way, Ward 1, they break it down into wards. Ward 1, which is our poorest ward, in 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 many ways, a central city that has the downtown and um, a central city, obviously, they are the least open to it. Ward six, which is you know both of them represented by I think progressives on the council, Ward six is the most open. So I've said all along this is really not a partisan issue because um, we have seniors, especially that listen to us that that have very strong opinions on both sides. But uh, I can break it down for you in terms of what people are saying and right now gary 58 percent the question was asked and this is how they phrased it in are you in favor of switching to automated collection with the city provided rolling trash can 58 percent responded definitely yes 22 percent said definitely no 11 percent probably yes three percent no so there is support but the people who are opposed to it are very much opposed to it and as far as why they like the idea and why they are opposed to it. I won't go through every one, but some of the highlights, one of the reasons people like it is the ease of use. Uh, one physical therapist wrote that rolling is easier, more easier for this person. I'm not sure if it's a man or woman than lifting. Someone else says trash is less likely to blow around or be scattered, scattered by animals. They're talking about aesthetics. By the way, I'll get to that in, in a moment because each of those points are being contradicted by people that are opposed to it. For instance, aesthetics. A lot of people that are opposed to it are opposed to it because of aesthetics. They're worried they'll be left out all day and all week in some cases. Uh, we have an 89-year-old uh, person here in Columbia that responded that is his or her, and I'm not sure, driveway goes uphill. I can only see the, the, the comment here. I quote, I would not be able to get a cart to the curb when bad weather happens. I barely get the bags to the curb others are you know, wait you know hold, hold, hold on hold on sure i know because my next door neighbor was um i think in her 80s that the city will come by and pick the garbage used to come by and pick up her garbage bags and bring them to the street if they did that they can probably bring the roll carts to the street for people in that age bracket too that is so i don't, I don't see that Gary, that is not in the actual 
plan right now because we don't have a plan and you'd have to i mean i guess you could make arrangements i'm not sure uh, i just i know that there's no no plan to do that right now and i think that's what the 89 year old man or woman is concerned about i've got a message here we live in a 70 plus year old house we don't have space for even the small roll carts what we need to do is get rid of the city doing utilities except sewer somehow i think they'll find a place for the roll carts the you know this comes up periodically there is no proposal right now no serious proposal to essentially privatize um our utilities uh we we do have obviously a sanitation department that is within city we have a full street department water and light as well so it's really a full service city jefferson city on the other hand um has a and i believe it used to be called republic and to be honest i don't know the name of it right off the top of my head when i lived in jeff city the last time uh, it was a Republican. Someone would come in. It was a, basically a private company that would pick up. My day was was trash, uh, and it was a bin. Um, and but that's that's interesting, and, and we will see this, Gary. The the last thing I'd point, and I'm sure you'll have some questions, but the the last thing I'd point out is both sides, because I've read this report. Both sides that are for and against the roll carts are citing a lot of the same things. There's eyesore comes up repeatedly by both proponents and opponents. One person that wants the roll cart change, he or she, again, I can't tell the the, uh, the gender here, would eliminate many households that routinely pile up seven or eight bags of trash at the curb. Someone else who is against the change, again, I don't know if it's a man or woman, lives here in Columbia, quote, after the trash is picked up, the neighborhood looks good. There's no carts on the curb or out in front of the homes. And then someone else, again, a lot of people commenting on animal control in both support or oppose. Someone who supports going to roll Cart says this quote seems like it would prevent animals from getting into the trash and making a mess end of quote someone who is opposed to the roll carts writes this same reason animal control how do you guard against raccoons they will tip them over end of quote so this like, is like the like raccoons won't rip a plastic bag to shreds but I've I've seen that is something the uh, it's primarily elderly people that are not saying all of them but I I know I've talked to them. They are a there and some of them are single issue voters. They will vote out a council member if they support the roll carts. I've had them say I've heard them say that um, now I've actually heard one person say that this is this issue is more important to them than abortion and guns. That's been several years ago. Um, trash is more important to and, and I'm, I'm sure if one person feels that way, Gary, we probably have others who feel that way as well. The biggest thing tomorrow night is it's a work session. I don't expect in well, we know there's not going to be any action. Action decided. They'll discuss the survey. Probably, I'm assuming the people that took the survey will be on hand to, um, and by the way, it looks like it was very well done. Uh, it's a 23-page it's a report. People can go to the city website, and I'll link to it on my story as well. Uh, there's a lot of detail in there. But I do think Barring something unforeseen, I'm expecting at some point this year the city to proceed with a roll call, a roll cart plan. Um, but that's, you know, and then I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a referendum to try to get it back on the ballot because people, you know, it's, it's not terribly hard to collect X amount of signatures to do that. And this is an issue literally I have covered in this town for as long as I can remember. I'll probably be 90 reporting on this issue. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's ask a senior citizen how they sure. feel about it. Brian, 
What do you think of the roll carts? <laughs> I, uh, I told you before, I'm a transager. I'm 30. So you need oh. to maybe ask somebody that's in that age group. <laughs> All right, let's go get, let's go ask Chris uh, and find out what he's thinking. He's on the line. Chris, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. How are you today? I'm well. I wonder if anyone has also seen what my husband saw a couple of days ago about the cost of the roll carts. Um, as I recall looking, I don't have it right in front of me, but it was like they were going to increase the monthly rate somewhere between 13 and $20 a month, depending on the size of the cart that you get. And my understanding was also that that was for life, not just till the roll cart itself would be paid off. So I'm thinking cost would be a very appropriate part of the conversation when you're trying to decide you know whether you want them or not and cost is it's not one of the top three um that that are that are concerned about it but it's certainly in the list and certainly i have seen uh the cost as well i have not ma'am uh chris i have not seen a number as to how much it would go up and, and again that's probably something somebody's throwing out it very it, it would be for life um i would assume because you'd, you'd be paying for that but um there's nothing that's been put out in front of the council right now to come up with a plan to give an exact amount right now at least i've not seen it put put out there right now and anything that we'd be talking about would be speculating but yes there there certainly cost is a um is a, been brought up by numerous people who oppose it and by the way this, this could make it even more confusing cost is also brought up by people who support going to roll carts one person wrote less labor cost so again um People feel very. You look at the middle, uh, the way this survey sets up. They're they're pretty much on the right and the left. And I'm not saying conservative versus liberal. I'm just the way that the screen is set up. Very few in the middle, which which leads me to believe people feel very strongly about this. Yeah, well, right, it, Chris, it would thank be you. less cost for the city uh, as far as labor and you know their insurance and everything. But it's of course on the backs of the citizens. Well, if it's if it's less cost, then they wouldn't be raising their prices. So they may spend less on labor, right. but they're spending more somewhere else. And so it's they'd have still to, going up. Trash trucks. They, they'd have to get some trash trucks. I think the numbers trucks. are out there. It was down to the penny. I, I think someone should look into that. I can't remember where what site he found it on. But anyway, part of, part of the whole discussion. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it millions of dollars and to to retrofit or to buy new trucks. That that number that number is out there. They're going to have to do that. But I've not seen anything specifically from the city other than and maybe somebody's thrown out an idea and about an exact amount. But no, we've not seen uh, a city. But again, cost uh, an eyesore is is being cited. I I I can't tell you how many right. times people are citing the word eyesore on both sides of this. Yeah. Well. I can't wait until we're done with this topic and never have to bring it up again. Get the damn roll carts and end the topic. All right. The news god, Brian Houseworth, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate you. All right. Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. (laughs) It is uh, 11.55, and uh, Brian finds the oddest stories. I I swear your news feed is... (laughs) <laughs> Your news feed has got to be a wonder of wonders. It is. And I'd like to share it with you. Let's you. Not your creepy fake mouth. No, no. We won't be sharing no, that. That's, that's, <laughs> no, no. 
<laughs> creepy fake mouth lets you kiss your partner from anywhere in the world. Apparently, you, it it attaches to a smartphone, and it's a pair of lips, and you connect with your significant other. And uh, you're sp- I wonder, you get, I mean, what if you get a, would you get a little tongue out of that? <laughs> just, I don't think they've gone how, that uh, far yet. Oh, my God. Uh, that is just creepy. And they've got a picture of somebody using it, and uh, <laughs> apparently the, the smartphones have advanced even more than <laughs> than I thought they had. Oh, that is just creepy. God. And somebody sat around, and, and I don't know if it was a corporate board or what, but somebody sat around and said, this looks like something we should produce. This yeah. is going to sell. They thought it would make money for them. Would you buy that? No, are you kidding? I mean, there was a time when I was in Columbia and and Gwen was still up in New York. She was a couple of months behind moving down here. Uh, And it would never have occurred to me, even under those circumstances, (laughs) to use that device. That's just creepy. Golly. And, And, you know... Somebody will buy it. Uh, it, it, it. They buy those flappy fish that sing, you know, the you mount on the wall with a battery in them, so they'll buy this. But, boy, that is just creepy. Uh, tomorrow's show, Jennifer Bukowski is going to be with us tomorrow, and uh, she will bring with her a slew of stories. we got the Secretary of State coming on this week. I got a, an email uh, from a group that want me to ask the Secretary of State to uh, dissolve a relationship with a company that's supposed to have all kinds of information on Missourians, and apparently they don't even have an office. I, I, I'm not sure what the details are, but we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, when Jay Ashcroft comes on the program. And we will, of course, Brian, ask him if he has an announcement that he wants I'm to I'm sure make. he will. Every single sure. time, he has a huge announcement that he's prepared to make. Yeah, and, I, and I'm sure this will be no exception. I'm sure yes. he'll eventually uh, come up with what we're looking for. <laughs> um, so far, we've gotten uh, what a, a pro... Uh, Football uh, commentary. Yeah, some weather forecaster. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it from him, though. Hey, we got to run. Glenn Beck is coming up. Sean Hannity. Don't forget Randy Tobler a little later on, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Oh. Honey, I'll see you in about a week.